This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Stephen Jarvis and Friends podcast featuring Mark Benset Jr. As always, I'm Stephen. That's Mark. Today, we're doing something a little bit differently. We're doing some pre-recorded stuff. Um, This is on the top five sports franchises that I guess we're picking, I guess. Yeah, because if you go by the Internet, man, you got some weird, weird guesses. I mean. They don't just do it by championships. They don't. They do it by championships and how much the franchise costs and yeah. what they've done. How overall. much they're ranked in and all that. Yeah, and you know, me, I, I, I figured, you know, we picked this one. We picked the pot. I mean, we even threw in soccer there, but I didn't pick any soccer. Um, most of all, you know, I picked from the major four. And I make sure that I picked one from each. So it worked out perfect for me. And also, you know, today we also want to shed light on another podcast, not only a part of the Deluxe Edition Network, but I mean, they are new to the Deluxe Edition Network. And it's history I'd like to blank with Don Brody, I think is her last name. Um, It is really good. I, I've been listening to it. If you get a chance, go listen because I mean, it's just she makes you want to listen. I mean, yeah, and you can uh, uh, listen to her on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, and Castbox. Uh, her socials are Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You know, go check her out. Got great content. Um, I haven't really watched most of it yet, but I'm going to start watching a little bit more so I can understand uh, a little bit more of their stuff. And we want to bring them onto the show one day. I would love, I would love to have them on the show. They make it, they make it more interesting about history. It's not just about, you know, blah, blah, blah. They make it fun. So yeah, yeah, go check out history. I'd like to blank. Um, Sorry for cutting you off, Mark, but uh, like I said, today we're talking about the top five sports franchises based on, I guess, what we're picking. Who gives a fuck about championships and all that? Damn it. I knew I was going to swear. I was about to say, you you blinked that out in theirs, but you just swore. Well, it's a little bit different, you know, (laughs) because with the way YouTube's being right now. I I know, I know, I know. Yeah. So, Mark... We'll have you start off with your top five, and then once you're done with your top five, we'll kind of I'll do mine, and then we can debate in between them. All right. Well, see, most of mine have an A and B to them because I could not just pick one or two. So, my number five, I picked the Steelers, and then I had to go with, and I know this one's debatable, but they've had the best franchise in the last. What I'd say two uh, decades, and that's the Patriots. Yeah, and you can't go wrong with those. I mean, uh, I mean the Steelers. I mean, in the seventies alone, look what they did. Well, yeah, they were the perennial losing franchise up until the seventies. I mean, they never. I think what they went to the playoffs once before then, and that was way back, probably I think in the thirties. I could be wrong, but, you know, uh, their biggest thing was hiring Chuck Knoll. Right. When they got that steel curtain going and mm-hmm. you had Terry Bradshaw as your quarterback, you, you couldn't go wrong there. I mean, and, they also they also needed Franco. Right. You know, which Franco helped. Franco Harris recently passed away, you know, and we, you know, wish we could have had him on the show. I would have loved to have picked his brain about you know, the immaculate reception and all that. Um, but yeah, once, once Chuck Knoll came into the picture, he had that, okay, we need to do this. We need to draft our players. Bradshaw 
the it's interesting about how they got Terry Bradshaw, and it ended up with a coin flip between them and the Chicago Bears. And I think this was the 1970 draft, and they were both, I do believe, one and thirteen. While they flip a coin, which I thought was pretty interesting, and uh, Steelers went out, they draft Terry Bradshaw. Do you think Terry Bradshaw could have helped the Bears in the 70s? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, the I mean, Bears... you, you, it, or later on in the 70s, early 80s, yeah. Because I mean, look, they had they had some good players on the team. Well, yeah, but, but I don't I mean, think it was enough to help bolster more. They didn't Bowl. have that line like what you know what the Steel Curtain had. Yeah, and nobody could get past that. It was. You know, that, and then that of course, was a, and then of course, you know, then we go to the Patriots, who right there alone, in the past two decades, well, not so much this decade, but <laughs> um, the early two thousands, and yep, uh, they had Brady, yeah. they had, uh, you know, they had Ty Law, they had uh, Teddy. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had so many different all-stars on that team or pro bowls, whatever you want to call them, um, where you just knew that that team was destined to do something. I mean, I, I, I was a big fan of Ty law already, you know, coming from the university of Michigan, um, Brady. Well, I like Brady, but I didn't think I honestly, I thought the same thing everybody else did. I thought he was a, you know, he was going to be a little small ass player back up right. his whole career, but right. Uh, but he like proved a right lot time. of people wrong. Well, you also need to realize he was at the right place at the right time. Right. Drew Bradstow right. not getting injured. Right. Well, exactly. And you know, you have a great uh, alone, you know, like you said about Chuck Noll. you know, you have that same thing right there with uh, the Patriots. You know, he, you know, Belichick, yeah. Yeah, Belichick is a great coach. He's proven it. You know, he's got a winning record. Well, I think the biggest thing about with with Belichick is that they want to say, well, now that Brady left, you know, they're not going to Super Bowls anymore. Belichick almost did the same thing with the Cleveland Browns before Art Modell fucked that all up and moved them to... I mean, they were on the way to the playoffs in 95 before Modell ended up telling the team, well, I'm bringing us to Baltimore. And then the wheels fell off because it's like, well, what are we playing for anymore then? Right. And they didn't go to the Super Bowl until, what, 2000 and... 2000. 2000. Yeah. It was 2000? I thought it was 2001. Well, it was during the 2000 season. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my daughter's. The only reason why I remember that game is because it was my daughter's first birthday. Yeah. And we had it on that day, and I had a few people over, and, you know, we were sitting there watching it. That's why I was like, 2000, okay, 2000, yeah, okay, you're right. I always hated that. I get mixed up on that, too, where the Vikings 69 season, but they played in Super Bowl four, which was in 1970. It's like, why couldn't you just keep it in this? Why couldn't you just make it more simple? But that's the NFL for you. Yeah. I liked it better when it was in January instead of, you know, almost the second week. Word of God, it's almost the second week in February now. All right. Now my, my fourth one, again, I had to do an A and B on this one. And I ranked them actually lower than what I, I was going to. The first one is the Red Wings. You know, I, I can't let my list go without having them on there. They're a storybook Brook, uh, team as it is. You know, in the 90s, 80s, 70s, you know, they had a lot of uh, great wins. Um, and the other one is the New York Islanders. The only team to win four in a row. Yeah. And I could have put I could have put uh Edmonton on there. I could have put the Penguins on there. I could have put you know all all these other teams on there, but I chose those two because I mean, come on. You, you can't just win four in a row and not be considered one of the greatest in the 80s. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not that uh, I know a lot about that history, but um, the Red Wings, you know, they they in the '90s they did. I mean, they were back to back champs. Um, they, I mean, you can't go wrong with having. Well, it used to be. I don't know if it still stands. I think uh, Tampa Bay won or got that record now, but um, they used to have the best record overall. I think Tampa Bay just did that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, having the, the teams that they had, I mean, you couldn't, I wouldn't go wrong with those. Yeah. Now, I'm not very much of a hockey fan, but, you know, I used I used to watch them, but I just, you know, just for Detroit, not really other teams. I mean, I, I do watch Detroit and I do watch Tampa Bay. That's the only Tampa Bay team I actually do like. The Lightning. Yeah. I mean, I can't stand the other ones. Um, well, I, mean, I can't say that because Tampa Bay Rays are not a bad team. It's just they've still got a, a bunch to go. Yeah, their ownership needs to now, be a little bit changed. My next one was the Lakers. And so the is Celtics. this your three? Yeah. Okay. Lakers. Uh, my third one is the Lakers and Celtics. And I put them that low. You know, I could have put them at number one. But like I, I mean, said, my number one will surprise your ass all to hell. Something you'd never hear out of me normally. But I the mean, Lakers and the, the Celtics, I mean, from the from the get-go, I mean, they go hand-in-hand hand together on how many championships that they've won. Back to, you know, all together, they're, they're pretty much tied. Well, you know, and the funny thing was is that, spoiler alert for people that don't know this, they're originally the Minneapolis Lakers. Yep. And uh, That's they how had, they got the Lakers name. Yep. And they also had a very famous coach that would later coach the Minnesota Vikings in the 60s and 70s and early 80s by the name of Bud Grant. Um, Sid Hartman, who was a... who, you know, when he passed away just recently, he was an institution here and uh no not a lot of people know this but i think he did own the lakers and it would have been a big deal if that had been known as public because he was also the sports writer for i think the tribune i think but um yeah that was that was a big deal and then of course they would later go to los angeles where let's be honest i don't think minneapolis would have been able to make them as big as what they later become in Los Angeles. But that rivalry in the eighties with the Celtics was just, Oh, I wish I was around during that time between them. And then you had the little stint where at the end you had Detroit coming along and that, you know, along with that, it was, it was all the eighties was a great, a great time to be a basketball fan, especially with those. And you, you couldn't go wrong, you know, Celtics, Lakers, throw Detroit in there and then then starting in the 90s, you know. Jordan. Uh, like having magic, having cream. Uh, yeah. Cream. Cream. <laughs> um, having, you know, Worthy. And then, you know, you drop over to the Celtics who had, you know, Bird, uh, Ames, Mikhail, um, yeah, you know, you you couldn't go wrong with those. I mean, watching them battle back and forth with one another, it was just awesome. Yeah. My number two um, is Dodgers and Yankees. Ooh. The Yankees I put on there because, well, Let's be honest. They have the they're most number one, in, yeah. They're number one championships of all time. But to me, they're not number one. They never will be. But for everybody else, they got my number. Don't two. say that to a Yankees fan. Well, I I, I could never be a Yankees fan. The Yankees are like the Cowboys or the you know the Buckeyes to me. You know they're they're yeah yeah, but. The Dodgers, well, they got that story with them. You know, they, they always have a, a, a good 
feel good story on when they won a championship, how it happened, you know. I mean, uh, look at 65 against the Minnesota Twins. They were asking Sandy Koufax and their pitchers, how are you going to beat the the sluggers like Carmen Killebrew, um, Tony Oliva? How are you going to beat them? And, of course, as legend is, you know, uh, Sandy Koufax wasn't there for, I think, the first two games because, you know, him being Jewish, he sat out for one of the Jewish holidays. Well, when he came back, I mean, it just, it was no match. He he he, he killed the fucking twins. I look at, uh, what, 80, 80, 88, 89, uh, Dodgers, Kirk Gibson hit that home run. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it just brought them all together. I mean, it, it, that was the moment that you knew that Dodgers had something going good. It was kind of like the Miracle Mets, in a way. Yeah. And yeah. then you also have, you know, a couple of years ago when COVID, um, and they won the championship that way. You know, you had players going back on the field that weren't supposed to be on the field to celebrate because mm-hmm. they had COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it was a, I wasn't happy on, you know, that the Dodgers wanted on, uh, you know, against the Rays that way. But, you know, it just proved to me that year that, you know, the Rays, you know, didn't have to have a whole lot of money to, you know, make it to the World Series. Yeah. Um, and my number one, because I'm not going to talk about the Yankees, uh, <laughs> is um, the Chicago Bulls. Ooh, there you go. You can't beat that. Uh, you the know, dominance they had. In yeah, the in the 90s. Yeah. And if, if, and it's always going to be the if, Michael Jordan hadn't retired, um, what they could have won. I mean, they would have, they were, if he didn't retire after his dad had gotten killed and he went down to play baseball and all that, I, I think they have, he ended up with six. I think they could have won eight in a row. Oh, I, I truly believe it. You had the team, you know, and to destroy the team the way that, uh, Chicago did yeah. wanting to, you know, split them all up and everything else. I I just think it was, but they, oh. they won six rings, right? Yeah. Or was it seven? It was three and three. Okay. Yeah. And it, have a seventh or eighth, maybe. Yeah. I think that they, well, I, I really do think that they could have beat uh, Houston no matter what. Yeah. Cause that's who won it in between it. It was Houston back to back. But then also you had the Jordan telling everyone, you know, through a fax, I'm back. I That's a Jordan thing, though. But I I was never a fan of Jordan itself. You know, I like the team. Well, he gets a lot of the credit that probably shouldn't. Right. I mean, mean, he's a legend. Scottie Pippen deserves credit for that team. Horace Grant. Uh, Rodman, um, Tony, I can't say his last name, uh, Kovish, or, uh, yeah. Uh, and then you had, uh, uh, BJ Armstrong, the coach for the, uh, Steve, um, Kerr. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say. You have all them. You have a lot of people that deserves the credit for those those six rings than just one guy, but he gets, yeah, you're right. He gets most of the credit for that. Well, not only that, you had the coach that was able to. Oh, yes. Those egos. Yes. Because he went to the Lakers and dealt with those egos too. Mm -hmm. And what he got, what did he get three rings or did he get two for the over there? Um, With Jordan and Kobe. No, he he, he was there for the whole run with them. No, no, no. I'm saying uh, Kobe and Shaq, did they get three or two? I I don't even know. I think two. And then when Shaq left a year after or two, that's when Kobe got his. Yeah. And then, you know, it just, I just think it was, it was crap that, you know, if you're going to go for a run, let's run it all. 
you know, let's keep going. But oh, yeah. when he went to when <laughs> when Jordan showed up with the, the Wizards, <laughs> I had to laugh. I didn't think it would well, it really didn't work for him. But it shows that he still wanted to play. Well, not only that, it the team wasn't built around like what the Bulls were. And, you know, I'll say this every day. Jordan is a legend. Jordan really is. But at the same time, he never won anything without that team. Without the Pippen, uh, Rodman, all those guys, you know. As they call uh, nowadays a super team. Yeah. More better than what LeBron and or well, LeBron can put together a super team. Well, no, because he wants too much money, and no, that's actually no. That... LeBron didn't ask for a whole lot of money. This um, he's always been one of the lowest paid on his team hmm. until just recently. He he decided he wanted, but I mean, look who he's playing with though. I, uh, the Warriors showed that you don't have to pay a whole lot out to get something good. And the only reason why I didn't put the um, Warriors on that team or even the, uh, you know, the, because the Warriors had the best record in the league, you know, of all time, but they mm-hmm. lost in the championship. I can't consider that. Yeah, a- but a lot of their, you know, I hate to tell LeBron this and I hate to tell everyone that kisses his ass. They would have never won that championship that year had a lot of their uh, had a, if Clay uh, Thompson wouldn't have went down the way he yeah. did. In but look at the year really before that, that team. I mean, the year before that, look at uh, Cavaliers. Look what happened to them in the championship. I mean, you had uh, you had a broken kneecap. You had um. Oh hell! What happened to the other one? You had well, a lot. Great of teams know how to overcome that adversity. Yeah, well, neither one of those teams could do it. No, and that's the thing with LeBron. I don't care how many championships he's won. Look at the teams he's left to go to other teams and win championships, only to say, "Well, I have unfinished business here." No, why don't you stay with that team, make that team better, and quit whining about it? I thought him going to L.A. was one of the worst decisions. Oh, him exactly. going to Miami was not a bad decision. Yeah. Going back to Cleveland, win a championship there, that was a good decision. Oh, hell yeah. But going to L.A. to make a mark? No, make a mark in Cleveland. You're going to be no one there. Well, you're going to be you, like- you could be a superstar there just as well as you could be in L.A., but he did it because he wanted his kids at a better school. Oh, well, he wanted them part of the whole woke bullshit, too. Well, we won't talk about that. No, I'm just saying. It's just, you know. The ego got more than the drive. Yes. And that's one thing. I don't care how many rings he wins, how many stats he does better than Jordan. Jordan had an ego, but at the same time, he knew when to check that at the door. He knew when to be Jordan. Where Jordan didn't want to break the record. No. He didn't want to. He didn't want to break the all-time record for points. He knew when to bow out. Yeah. Now LeBron only cares about himself. I uh, know. And, uh, and LeBron can come at me anytime on Twitter with me saying that. Go ahead. But that's my honest opinion. I'll back it up. That's like you know. He reminds me of. He reminds me of Kobe in some ways. Yeah, but Kobe could also knew when to shut his mouth to Kobe wasn't always the person that the media no he became a better at. person as time oh, went yeah. on he was a I I was not a fan of his I still I'll never be a fan of Kobe's um God, but I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that one I that's okay but I I'm allowed my opinion well exactly I mean that's the thing these are just opinions everyone we're not shitting on people for whatever reason they're doing what they are doing it's just it's our opinion we came from a different i grew up in the 90s mark grew up a lot earlier than that so as you know he tells us his wife says differently but mine would too um but at the same time you gotta realize sports now is so much more politicized and 
um, me, 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 give me the money. You know, I don't care about my teammates type shit. Give me the ball. Yeah, give me the ball, even though I don't deserve it type thing. Where back in the day, when they weren't making all that money, you have to realize a lot of basketball players, athletes, whatever you want to call them back in the day, blood, sweat, and tears came out of them. Some died on that field. Some weren't paid the mega bucks like LeBron is to sit there and bitch and whine. Any athlete that sits there and bitch and whine, Antonio Brown's one of them. You know? He's the biggest one. Oh, exactly. But yet he'll sit there and say, oh, Brady did me wrong and all that. It's like, if it wasn't for fucking Brady, you would have been an afterthought. Say what you want, what he did with Pittsburgh, but, I mean, look what he did with Oakland. Bitched his way out of Oakland to go to uh, the Patriots. Didn't even last that long with the Patriots. Brady brings him to Tampa Bay, helps him, I think, win a ring, and then he shits on Brady now. It's like, fuck you, dude. And that's exactly it. And he can come on, come at me with Twitter, too. That's all it is on they get on Twitter is this. But, um... Ladies and gentlemen, Steven's just in a, you know... An I'm not in a shitty mood. It's, I'm... I, I, did not say, I did not say that. I said you're in an interesting mood today. It's, well, it's. It, I'm sorry. People get mad at me speaking the truth about two people that sit there and inflate their own egos trying to say they're the best of all time. Why do you have to say it? Go out and prove it. Yeah, well, we, we've also man. said that to be the best of all time, you can't exactly do that. You have to go by errors. I don't well, think exactly. you could, I don't think you could put uh, the best of all time, or as people put it, the uh, the Mount Rushmore. Go, of yeah. You can't do that. You have to do it by error. You can't do it by of all time. Yep. Screw that shit. And I hate to tell LeBron, but you know what? And people can say I'm in a bad mood, whatever the fuck they want. It's my opinion. I'm voicing it on a podcast that if people don't like it, don't watch it. We don't come on here trying to sugarcoat shit. It's not who we are. But I like your rankings. I mean, I, I thought the Lakers and Celtics one was a little low, but, you know, hey, their fights, that, that but, again, that's your rankings. You know, we, we don't have the same rankings. My rankings are going to be blatantly obvious. And with my... One of them is going to be Minnesota. A couple of them probably are going to be, let's be honest. Um, But... In all honesty, I'm not doing five. I might do one for one, but not for all of them. But uh, my number five is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they are a what-if scenario every time they step on the field. And they are the world's biggest crybabies when something doesn't go their way. And they are now supported by one of the biggest crybabies, Kirk Cousins. Who, I hate to say it, Vikings fans, hasn't proven shit yet if he wants to be considered the goat for the vikings better than fran tarkenton better than randy moss win a fucking super bowl then we'll talk fuck his stats stats don't make the player the team makes the player and you know you can go back with how the vikings first started originally an afl franchise they were lured to the nfl were able to play in 61 were coached by Norm Van Brocklin, weren't really good, but they had talent. Well, Norm Van Brocklin ran that talent out of uh, the out of Minnesota, being Fran Tarkenton, and Tarkenton later uh, did his craft there in New York, which New York in the 60s weren't a bad team. It's just they could never really get a lot of the team back. I mean, once Frank Gifford retired, that was that was a big deal. And then once Bud Grant comes along, then he transforms the team. You have the Purple People Eaters, which is why they don't get the credit as one of the greatest defenses. And and I'm not putting them a greatest of all time. I'm putting them in the discussion of being a great defense. Yeah, they didn't win Super Bowls, but in that decade, not many teams went to four. Steelers were the only one, really, that went to four and won four. 
Now, had the Vikings won for it, they would have been the first team to win four Super Bowls. Instead, they were the first to lose four. Well, yeah, and the Bills were the first one to lose four straight. But that's the thing. People always get hung up on that. Well, the Vikings lost four. But back in those days, look at what it took. When your players could literally get mugged on the field, killed, all that, just to get to a game that... And it, it, it says a lot about Bud Grant saying that, you know, the NFL isn't life or death. Granted, there's players that make it that way. There's coaches that make it that way. And that's probably why the Vikings never did win the Super Bowls back then is because he always used to tell them, even if we don't win this game, we still have to live our lives next, after this game. There's, there's more to life than just sports. And I know that's shocking hearing me say that, but that's the truth. Now, the Vikings are in the playoffs now. Let's see what they can do. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're getting to the Super Bowl. I think it'll take a lot of luck to get them to the Super Bowl, especially against Philly. I think they'll make it out of the first round for the wild card, but I don't think they're going to do much after that. Even though ESPN has them uh, making it to the NFC Championship, they have them beating Philly. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. It's quite interesting on some of the stuff that ESPN's been coming up with lately. Yeah, well, ESPN's dumb anyway. Um, number four, again, even Twitter. though they... Well, no. No? Oh, wow. I got to go North Stars. Again, a team that what if, you know, they... <laughs> Oh, hell, if we were going with what-ifs, man, it, come on. I could have put all Detroit teams up there. It's Well, I can use what-if scenarios in my fucking ranking. We never said we couldn't. That is six right there. How is that six? That's six. Uh, fuck. You've said. Sorry. <laughs> if, if they want to bleep me out, bleep me out. No, I, I would just... I was just sort of curious. But in all honesty, the thing that's surprising with the North Stars is in 1993, they go to the Stanley Cup as and they lose. But they I think that was the same year the Pittsburgh Penguin, Penguins won. 92, 93. Yeah. 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 And Mario, Le, Mario Lemieux is, was he doesn't get enough credit. But anyway, the thing that always got it me gave or was a kick to me is okay, you're at the highest of highs and it's a Minnesota team. So what do you do to screw it? You move. They become the Dallas Stars. And it's like you're you're in the championship and your first thing to do is move? Like because seriously. Didn't they get sold in uh, uh the ownership was a the owner was a fucking in and Minnesota didn't want to help uh, with a new stadium at the time. Well, again, all these teams that here in Minnesota that want new stadiums win something for once in your fucking life. Then come talk to us about it. The Vikings. Oh, give us a new stadium. We'll win. Where's our Super Bowl ring, Minnesota Vikings? Uh, they're Where? winning, but not championships. Oh, win us champion. Like I said, if I was ever not to get into politics, if I was ever governor of Minnesota, I'd just simply tell him, okay, you want a new stadium? Win a fucking Super Bowl. I mean, to have the amount of talent Minnesota Vikings had back in the 60s and 70s and not win one, at least win one. That's like Detroit, at least win one. So then Mark at least can, before I die. So then Mark can not sit there and hang his head in shame. But they were really good this year. Hey, I never hang my head in shame against them. Oh, I love Detroit. Some of the oh, no, I've he said some terrible some things, things about them. But so I'd say the same shit about the Vikings. I say terrible things about Detroit, but you know what? It, it, I, I'll still defend them more than anything. Oh, yeah. And with the North Stars being at number four, I think it's funny now that the Wild 
are wearing North Stars colors, but not calling themselves the North Stars. It's like, why not? You can still use that name. So it's, yeah. Uh, God, number three. This this episode went off the rails pretty quick. Uh, three, I'd have to say is probably... And I'll go A and B on this one. I'd like to say probably the Twins. Because when they went to the World Series in 87 and 91, they were the worst to first two times they did it. Their their records were shit. But they, they still made it to the World Series and they won. They were a miracle-type team. 91 was a better win for them, I think, than 87. Yeah, but they still had losing records. It was, um, I think it was more of a miracle type thing. Because of the fact that, was a miracle, yeah. Well, it, it was because of the fact that, you know, the Braves were the top team, the one that's supposed to win, the one that's going to win. Well, the that one was that, 91. That was 91, I said. I'm talking about 87. Oh, that one. Uh, 87, uh, I think, was the Cardinals. Cardinals, 87, yeah, uh, no, 80, uh, 84, Detroit, 85, uh, okay, yeah, so I know the Cardinals won, uh, shit, I can't, 86, I believe. Yes, it was the St. Louis Cardinals that the Twins played in the 87 World Series. Okay. But no, the, yeah, 87 was the miracle run, but they had the team. Pitching was kind of atrocious that year, but I also do say that that team knew when to click. Right. And, in '91, I mean, when they yeah. when they won, I was all for that one because you know you had Jack Morris, you know one of the one of my favorite pitchers of all time. Oh, I and love Jack team. Morris. Uh, when I just watching him play and watching him pitch, it was. One of the best things I've seen. His his thing was in Game Seven, wasn't it, or Game Six of the ninety one? Game Seven, I thought. Okay, I love just hearing how he said that they wanted to take him out because he looked ga- gassed. But he's like, "No, nope, I got to finish this." He's like, "You take me out, I'll quit." And so it, of course, and then when you had Kirby Puckett telling the team. To get on his back. How many sport, how many Minnesota players have you ever heard say that? One player. And then, of course, his catch. I mean, that catch he had, I don't know if that was 87 or 91, but that catch he had was just, ugh. I miss Kirby Puckett. I don't care what anyone says about him. He he was a legend. Yeah, it was game seven that uh, Jack Morris pitched. Yeah. And I mean, Atlanta that year was really good. They would later, I think, what, win a World Series in 94? 93, maybe? I know 92, I think, was Toronto. Toronto was back-to-back. So 92, 93. Yeah. Maybe. But, I mean, you also have to look at those Twins teams... Horribly mismanaged, but yet the team came together when they needed to. Um, so that's that's my three A and B. Uh, number two, I'm. Mark's probably gonna laugh at this one, but yeah, I gotta go Steelers. The seventy Steelers alone. Um, seventy two, they make it. The first time to the playoffs, they play the Oakland Raiders. And, you know, a miracle happened. Of course, they can't prove it happened because none of the cameras were ever positioned in the right spot. But you know what? Who knows? Maybe Franco didn't catch it. Hey, it went down as a catch. I know, but I'm just, well, they didn't honestly know. Let's be honest with that. They don't know for sure. There's hey, no camera angle that shows it that it, way. It, but it doesn't matter, though. It no, it's like as a catch, though. 
if you'd let me finish, I was going to say it doesn't matter what Oakland or whoever thinks it wasn't a catch. It was ruled the catch touchdown. That's all it is. Franco became a legend. Now, if we had the technology we had today, who's to say a camera angle would have picked it up differently? Oh, hell, if they had that back then, man. And plus, you've got a bunch of Pittsburgh Steelers fans on the field surrounding a bunch of referees. Yeah, even if he didn't catch it, you're saying he caught it. Because Pittsburgh was dying to have a champion. Granted, they later get their asses kicked by Miami, and Miami goes on to have the 72 season that they had where they were undefeated, beating Washington in Super Bowl. What is that, seven? Yeah. And then, you know, you could also put Miami in the top sports franchises back in the day. Oh, I, I thought about it, but then, you know, then I thought about it. Yeah. So I, I, you know what? And I'll go with number two with another one, Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders of the late 60s, the 70s, going into the 80s, not so much now. But, I mean, you had a cast of characters that bought into the renegade look and the bad boy attitude, kind of like what Detroit had with the Pistons, with the bad boys. So, I mean, you you had two great franchises. And granted, Oakland wasn't as big as what Pittsburgh was in the 70s. But, I mean, Oakland was in the championship a lot of times in that era. And usually they would lose to the team that would win the Super Bowl. I mean, 68, they lose to the Jets. 69, they lose to Kansas City. 70, they lost to Baltimore. Which, if no one knows, the Colts used to be in Baltimore before they moved to Indianapolis. Which, one day we should do like a top five uh, sports heartbreaks. Detroit would be like on my top list of Harper. exactly. <laughs> the whole list would be Detroit for Mark, but just oh, not the whole list because there is, um, there's a lot of teams out there that could have been really great teams, but yeah, you are right. They they did, yeah. So my number one, and again, this will probably have to be an A and B is going to be Lakers-Celtics. Like Mark said, the history in the 80s, not so much the 90s, but the 80s, or you could go back even with the 70s with them. You could still go into the 2000s with it, yep. you know, because they did yep. have a good couple um, back-to-back runs with the Celtics-Lakers there. Uh, but it really hit its peak in the 80s. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, you... You had that one where once Larry Bird finally beat Magic Johnson, avenging the college NBA or not call NBA college NCAA finals. Right. And then, of course, the last time they met in the 80s, you know, Larry Bird was a three pointer away from, I think, either winning the series or sending it into a game seven, maybe. But it was the one time he missed. No one was around him. And just. Man, shit happens. Shit but happens. by that time, he was he was kind of battling a lot of injuries. I mean, his back was really bad at that point. Towards the end of his career. Yeah. And then with the Lakers. What can you say about the Lakers? Yeah. When they had. Uh, um. God, what is his name? He's the... Was it Jerry West? Jerry West used to own it. Or, no, sorry. Jerry West was... Yeah, he was a player. Sorry. I'm talking... Jerry West, yeah. uh, Dr. Uh, Busk. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Jerry West. Even though Uh, they lost those ones. Even though they lost those ones against the Celtics. Team together, yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, you have to realize that was a big deal when L.A. finally beat Boston in the finals. 
that was a huge deal because so many times weren't able to do it. And that one time they did it. And then they pretty much had Boston's number. Yeah, they traded back and forth, but they ultimately won that rivalry by the time it was over. They still have about the same amount of rings, though, or banners or whatever you want to consider it. Well, yeah, I know that, but with Magic right. and Larry. Right, between the 80s. Yeah. Right, yeah. oh, yeah, of course. Record-wise. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can throw in Jordan, you can throw whatever, the Golden State Warriors. And that's the thing. This is just opinions of ours that we're picking. It's not like we're saying, oh, these teams are the greatest of all time. Put them on the Mount Rushmore, stamp it, you know, notarize it, whatever you want to do. It's just opinions, people. Now, if we were to do something like that, we'd have to do it by, uh, we'd have to do a podcast alone just on that, you know, uh, doing uh, by the decade, uh, you'd have to do it out that way. So, I mean, maybe one day we'll, we'll consider that one. Yeah. I want to get away from doing a lot of these ranking ones. We've been doing them a lot. Yeah. Well, uh, we got to figure out something else. I mean, um, our next podcast is what? Um, Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. And that with Tom. Yeah. That's wrestling. Which I don't know what we're gonna do for wrestling, but you, there's so many ways we can go with it. Yeah, I thought I, I came up with a good idea. You know, I, I didn't know if you uh, talked to Tom about it or not. Uh, you know, doing like a like a a WrestleMania type uh, deal thing, uh, AEW versus WWE, or you know, yeah, we could we could do that just, some other. Or time. just bullshit our way through the whole thing by just talking about wrestling all together. That's what I was thinking. Just favorite wrestling things that we ha- what made us a fan just bullshit our way through it kind of like what we do with everything in this podcast but you know almost everything yeah i mean we've had really good i i, I think our last one with uh tom mclaughlin i think that was probably our best and not to shit on any other interviews we did but i, I everyone keeps saying it was our best yeah, I agree. I I love every guest that we had on this podcast. I never thought I would ever have a guest on this, and I never thought we'd be on a network, but we are, and it's it's really awesome. I love the team that we built here. I and I know some people are probably saying, Stephen, you need to take credit for it, but I can't because the networks helped us out in so many ways. The team, you. I can't take any credit for that. Yeah, I can take credit that I created this, but at the same time, it's not like I made it overly successful. It had a following, but it got bigger once more pieces were added in. That's the way it always works. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I have no ego. I don't need to take credit for anything with this podcast. So that was kind of our whatever whatever you want to call it i probably was a shit episode but it was fun but uh yeah next tuesday we're going to be talking with tom about wrestling that will be a live stream i do believe yeah what time god i hold on i got it my schedule not on my phone though. <laughs> oh, that's I'm okay. sorry. We're gonna have a little bit of dead air. Uh, no. Seven p.m. my time. Seven p.m. So eight p.m. Eastern. Yep, because I think he's Eastern too. So makes it easier when it's closer. Well, yeah. And uh, you know, this is the part where we want to say, you know, thank you all for the love and support. Thank you to Deluxe Network for bringing us in. Thank you, our fans, for the love and support. We, I know everyone gets sick of us saying this, but you get people need to realize we can't do it without the support we have. If we were just doing it and we weren't getting anywhere, 
this podcast probably would have died three years into its run. But you know what? It didn't. We got our following. We're having fun with this. And, you know, we got to thank all the fans and, of course, Deluxe Podcast Network. Or Deluxe Edition Network. God damn it. Yeah, I know. I'm going to get sued for that one. Um, But anyway, you know, we had a lot of fun doing this episode. We hope you all enjoy it. This will be pre-recorded. It'll also go up on YouTube. Um, Probably even go in the group. Because I think that would probably get us out there too. But Mark's having fun getting pissed off at me. So I just want to say thank you all for enjoy- for when you watch what, what would I be getting pissed off about? Well, you're looking at me over there like, okay, Steven, come on. I'm no, sorry. No, I'm not looking at you like that. I'm, I'm just sorry. Saying, I'm I gotta just thank letting people. you do your spiel and get it over with and, you know, Surprising. you got a certain way that you do stuff and I'm letting yeah. you do it. And also, like we said, go check out a lot of the podcasts on the Deluxe Edition Network. A lot of great people there. Better than a lot us. of great shows. Uh, oh, definitely. Like I said, you would you would definitely like um, you know the, the history. I'd like to, and I'll blimp it out. History, I'd like to fuck there. God, he, he said it. I didn't. You know, he, normally I, I get yelled at if I say those words, and he's been like potty mouth all day. I don't yell at you for that. I'm just saying it would probably make us look a lot more professional if we didn't. But sometimes I let them slip. I'm sorry. I'm not perfect. Especially today. No. Yeah, well, yeah. I Well, I never claim to be perfect. But like I always say when we do interviews, I always feel like I'm the weak link in them. But people evidently like it, so. Yeah. Also, uh, you know, checking out history, I'd like to fuck. You can also watch uh, the Ten Cent Beer Night podcast, the Return of the Living Flat Deluxe Edition podcast, all those great podcasts there. You can also go on Spotify, find them there, YouTube, anywhere. You know, uh, they're a great group of uh, individuals that not only know what they're doing, but have helped us out tremendously. I know Kyle has... Also, you know, said, hey, if you ever need help with uh, thumbnails, just ask. So they're they're a great bunch of people. So go check them out. Come check us out if you want. That sounded really bad. Um, if you want, come check us out on YouTube. Uh, well, I mean, like, honestly, like, it's your comment choice. and subscribe. Subscribe. Also, uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, hopefully you like this episode. Hopefully you don't want to beat my head with a shovel. Mark probably does. But uh, a few times. You all. We'll talk to you later. And bye. Have a good night.